Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined once again, thankfully, by my two absolutely glorious co-hosts to my right. It is the one, the only, the fuck I will. The fuck I will. Uncle Sam. Good evening. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. I missed it. And to my left, it is none other back again. From his California adventure, our very own Mr. Zolo, Mike Palazzolo. The news hitting hard today. The Aladdin's already kicked in. And behind the door. No, Aladdin in the fridge. Well, that's because our that's because the fucking the producer didn't refill the fridge with Aladdin. Sorry, I don't drink that bullshit, and I didn't know there was none left in there. You need to go get the case off the top. And you need to refill the fridge. We need to start, drink, we need to start drinking ghosts. Did you see me in okay. the chat on Monday? What are you talking? What's a ghost? Yes, we saw you in the it's chat. Better energy drink. Uh, we were happy to have you there, as always. Happy to be there. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the show from afar? Uh, I didn't see Fridays because Friday was a whirlwind for me. Yeah. Just a lot going on, and I was trying to keep up with the Harbaugh news while I was on the road. So I, I, oh, you were in the morning. It was yeah, in the morning. The Seven a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I was fast asleep. I didn't. I, yeah, I, I closed down the California we figured bar. That. So that's that's two a.m., which is five a.m. here, and you guys went two hours after yeah, that. So. so there's no shot. And then even even Monday was tough. I was driving all over San Diego on Monday. Um, but we ended up making it work. It was it was it was nice to. I was driving around and we we ended up with the the roof off of the Jeep and we're keeping up with the chat. It was a good time. It was a fun time. Good weekend. One of my best California trips by by far. Okay, where'd you eat? Uh, so that's that's the thing. Is was it an In and Out style weekend? Yeah. Good. Yeah, it was. Good. So so. Friday when we got in, have you ever done San Diego before? No, I've only gone down Newport Beach. Next time you go there, Newport Beach is also incredible. Newport Beach is fucking awesome. Yeah, my uncle lives in Huntington, so I I go there pretty frequently too. But next time you guys go, I want you to tell me, and I want you to meet me in San Diego. Okay. Because San Diego is L.A., but without all the bullshit. Yeah, I'm done with LA. And it still has the Michelin cool. star restaurants. It's everything's closer together. It's way prettier than LA, in my opinion. Well, Newport Beach is a million times prettier. Oh yeah, Did you go Orange, see Tent City. Is the best. Pardon me. Did you go see Tent City. That's San Francisco. That's San Francisco. Not San Francisco. San Francisco. And I avoided, as someone that worked in the wine in the industry, States. I found a way to avoid San Francisco like the plague. I would okay. go around San Francisco. I'd go through Oakland to get to Napa when I had to. Um, yeah, San Diego's outstanding. Didn't eat anywhere crazy. I had pizza. Friday night, I had excellent Korean barbecue. Saturday, we ate our way through both Disney parks, which is one of my favorite things Incredible. to do. Yeah. Both Disney parks. Epcot is... Yeah, cool. there's no Epcot. It's it's the, the equivalent to Epcot's California Adventure. It's like a California version of Epcot. Yeah. And that's incredible. And then I had club-level tickets to the game on Sunday, too. Beautiful. So I was able to eat my way through. Yeah, oh, it was incredible. Still was able to get the L.A. dog at the end of the game, too, and street tacos. There we go. Yeah, it was great. Uncle Sam, how was your weekend? Uh, My what? Your weekend? You already asked that on Monday. Oh, you did. You did. Oh, shit. I forgot it's only Wednesday. Are you drunk? Not yet. Well, how's your week been so far? Glorious. How was your Tuesday? Glorious. <laughs> well, it was glorious. <laughs> I don't. Under- Are you talking shit right now? No. I- You're talking fucking shit right now. Good evening. 
You're talking shit, bro. Hello. No, I think the algorithm's just a little off, is all it is. Are you, are you pulling the Mitch McConnell right now? Is the short circuit Maybe. kicking in? Anyways. Um, Bruce, how you doing? Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, my week was great. Thanks for asking. Anyways, um, we have a lot to discuss today. Uh, obviously, we're going to start out with the news, as always. We have a Monday night game to recap that was very controversial, that cost somebody their job, and that proved a lot of the things we know um, about the team in Buffalo. Can I can I say something? Of course. I went back and listened to the entire show. I just did. I mean, obviously, I was tuned in for some of Monday's show, but I went back and listened to the whole show a couple hours ago, and you guys... Even you, who picked the game wrong, you guys were spot on. Other than the shootout, you guys were spot on with your Monday night predictions. Thank you. You nailed that heads may roll and Sean McDermott. We kind of nailed that in the summer as a group. We all said yeah. Sean McDermott was on the hot seat. We all said you nailed Josh Allen not being able to play from behind. We all said that that was going to happen, that Josh Allen can't play from behind. And you guys were really good with your Monday night predictions. I, I truly believe that McDermott. It might be gone at the end of this year. I think he's. I Especially think there's a good chance if they get bounced and they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. I believe he's gone. So it's looking that way too. I've got a really, really hot take about that. Please, okay. Um, and honestly, I think we should just talk about it before I do the news. So I'm excited about it. So I don't know if anybody watched Pat McAfee yesterday, but Dan Orlovsky was on there. Okay, and Dan or they were talking about. I know where you're you going. Your head. I know where you're going. I know you're going to say. I know where you're going. I, I don't Go think ahead. this is the team, but go ahead. Okay. I don't think it is either. Okay, he said that Bill Belichick, it's already predestined that Bill Belichick's going to leave the New England Patriots after this year, and he's already has his team picked out. It's all done besides besides the paperwork. And he has control. And he, and has, he has and he, he has control. Per well. Personnel control. I'm. Am I convinced one hundred percent? Chat to President Baker. <laughs> am I convinced one hundred percent that it's the Buffalo Bills? No. I'm not because I think there's another team that's glaring that makes more sense. But would it not be the most Billichek thing of all time to leave New England to go somewhere in division to take a quarterback that perfectly fits his mold that he can refine a little bit to go into Buffalo where they're lacking defensive motivation and talent and take a group of running backs that's pretty semi ragtag and have and lead them to a Super Bowl in division that he just left and embarrass the Patriots one last time and leave. It makes perfect sense to me. But I don't think he's gonna go there. But I, it would, I don't I don't think ultimate, it's Buffalo. It's the ultimate Billichek. I don't think he'd similar to Brady, I don't think he'd do that to the Patriots. You don't think he would? No, I don't think he's petty enough to hate the Patriots. I think it's gonna be a grand send off. I think we're gonna know at the end of the year that they're gonna let it go out that this is his last game or his last two games, and he's gonna get a send off, and it's gonna be no hard feeling similar to how it was with Brady. And then in a couple years' time when he's done, they're gonna welcome him back with open arms. I have a team in mind. I have two teams in mind, but I have one in particular. I want to hear your team first. The Los Angeles Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers. Good weather. Got the quarterback. Got most of the pieces. Uh, a team that he could change from the inside out. Mainly good weather, though. We all know Bill Belichick loves to fuck, and he could get it done over there. <laughs> you, you think, think I'm wrong? Video of him leaving the house shirtless you think I'm on Nantucket or whatever. He yeah. brings his son. He He's brings Steve Belichick with him to run the defense. 
And I think the Chargers make a ton of sense. The Raiders kind of make sense, but I think they're trending towards Antonio Pierce yeah, full-time. Yeah, I think time. the guy, yep. Uh, Gentlemen. Yeah. Char- Shout out to the, Jack. The Chargers. I'm I'm with you on that one. Yeah. So that was interesting. Uh, I don't think the Chargers. Who's your team? Raiders. No, there. This is the problem with the Raiders. One, Whoa. you had you had a guy who's come. Oh, stop! You had a fucking I didn't even guy. Get to, you told hold, me to stop before I even got to say what I want. Is this what it's going to be again today? He can't hold Belichick's jock strap. Guess what? They wow. brought in the Patriot wow. way. They brought in the Patriot way. They, Did the what, Patriot our way ownership work? maybe said, you know what? I can get us Bill Belichick. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't think you can give. I don't think you can give part ownership the way the laws are written to a coach or a team at the moment. I got a third team that makes the most sense uh, too. Part ownership meaning Tom Brady. Oh, Brady is yeah. bringing in Bill Belichick. Bullshit. Now, I, okay. I think I they think had. They had the Patriot way. It didn't work. They fired him. They got a guy who does the opposite of the Patriot way. And it's working. So then why would you get rid of him when all the players love him and you're winning games to bring in a guy who takes you in reverse to what you just fired? The the Raiders make a ton of sense. I just don't think they're going to make the same mistake twice. They I don't th- I don't think they're going to let Antonio Pierce go because I I not, can't believe that Bill great. Belichick would be considered a mistake. No, no, no. Firing Antonio Pierce. Firing a, a sure thing mid uh, the the coach that did a good job mid season, especially when the vibes are completely Let's different. Let's say keep him out of it. He just stays in GM. Listen. At a GM no, role. No, I think he wants to coach to pass Shula. Okay. I See, believe that. You just said something that I found that's, that you're wrong about. Why? Bringing in Bilicek is a mistake. I don't think so. Bringing in Bilicek in this day and I age, think if he's brought into a team that already has talent there. He'll work wonders with Yeah, them. but why? Why do we keep thinking Same. that? Because every single one of his understudies who's gone somewhere has failed miserably outside of Mike Vrabel. Patricia doesn't work. Josh McDaniels doesn't work. X2. Like, at the end of the day, that Patriot way of thinking, <clears throat> that archaic Bilicekian, we're going to you know, lead with an iron fist and this is not fun and all that, it doesn't work in this day and age. The Mike McDaniel works. The Antonio Pierce thing is working. Like, you want a player's coach. You want a player's coach. Correct. These guys are not conforming to the coaching staff like they used to. That's why I think the Bilicekian era of we're going to coach it that way is not going to work. Like, honest to God, if Bilicek wanted to be an extremely successful coach going forward, he should go coach in college. Go coach against Nick, Nick Saban. Because I think the era of the way he does things is gone in the NFL. So, I have a third team. First things first, I think we're missing we're missing the boat on one element. One would think it's already, it's a team that already has an agreement and pl- or that's already fired their coach or is going to fire their coach. So we don't know if Brandon Staley is a sure thing. We all think he should be fired. That being said, the, the Chargers still have a shot at the playoffs. They have a, they can make a run in the bottom of that AFC. It's going to be tough, but they have a very favorable schedule going forward, and they can get into the playoffs. I don't know if it's going to be the Chargers. The, the team that's made the most sense, especially on Twitter, because their fan base has been pushing for it, do you know who it is? The New York Giants. No, it's the Commanders. Ooh. It's the commanders. You have new good ownership. That's that perfect Bob Kraft type ownership. They're perfectly hands-on, but they let the people that run the team run the team. He's got Sam Howell. He's got pieces on offense. They're ready to go on offense. He just needs to overhaul the defense a little bit, which he's more than capable of doing. God, that does make way too much sense. And it's not far from there. It's D.C. It's a great market for Belichick. 
I think the commanders make a little bit of sense. And he can go. That division's always up for grabs. I think the Eagles' window is closing. Uh, the Giants are in disarray. And then the Cowboys are the Cowboys. I think their window is partially closing as well. Either way, that's the division that experiences the most turnover in division winners. What if he went to the Cowboys? <clears throat> oh, that'll never If Jerry happen. Jones told fat fuck Mike McCarthy <laughs> to get the fuck out and, and just said, you know what? I'm bringing in Bill. And said, Bill... I made the mistake years ago of butting in when Jimmy was here. I'm not going to do that with you. Yeah, but you. this is the thing. The, the I'm going to turn you loose. You have unlimited resources. You are the new head coach of the Dallas Cowboys you're and GM. You're just writing NFL fan fiction over there. You just want to make the Jimmy Johnson arc whole and have him redeemed by bringing Belichick in and going to win the Super Bowl for the first time since 96. The, <clears throat> the Cowboys don't make sense because the problem is Cowboys are going to win 12 games this year. They're not going to fire their asshole and Mike coach. McCarthy will, Mike McCarthy will still. It's the same. The Cowboys have been in perpetual purgatory for two decades. Yeah. They were in purgatory with, I mean, I, Bill Parcells didn't do anything, but they were in major purgatory with Jason Garrett. Mm -hmm. And they were, they were gonna, they're going to remain in purgatory right now. It's just, it's just how they roll. They just keep the guy because he's doing just enough. Meanwhile, they they don't realize that deep down this isn't the guy that could win the big yeah, game. Yeah, but Jerry's getting old. He's ready to die. He would have. He's been ready to die for twenty years. Unless he's reincarnated. He's and we one don't know extra it. Viagra pill from ready to die, in my opinion. No, I. I mean, if if he really wants to extend his life, he needs to call Jimmy back. Uh, anyway, should we do the news? Extend news. I'm sorry. All right, first things first, a little piece of news from Carolina. Uh, Panthers head coach Frank Reich said that he is resuming the team's play-calling duties starting this Sunday with Dallas. So they make a little change there in play-callers. And also, uh, tight end Hayden Hurst is in the concussion protocol. He is doubtful for this Sunday's game against the Cowboys. In the biggest piece of the news of the day, <clears throat> it finally happened. Rub and Tug Watson officially out for the year. Son of a bitch. Um, he is going to have season-ending surgery on his shoulder before the end of the week. Is uh, it his throwing shoulder? It is. It or is, is it his non-throwing shoulder? He played for two and a half quarters with the torn shoulder, and he wanted to just shoot up for the rest of the year. Why did he just do that? Because his, the doctor said your your shoulder will literally crumble if that happens. You need you need it. You need to get it. I don't repaired. buy that. That's that sucks. Because I thought that the Browns had a good shot. I, I, that division. was my pick to win the division this year. And can you can you bark for us in honor of him? Yeah. Well, they're not going to win. Not until P.J. Walker wins a couple of games. Well, will. there's an interesting take there. So uh, they came out today and said that um, Dorian Thompson Robinson will be the starter on Sunday. Oh, Jesus Christ. Are you serious? So it is not going to what be. What the fuck? PJ. My guess is it's short leash. My guess is it'll be a short leash. When Dorian Thompson Robinson started the first time, he was three weeks into his NFL career. He's got a little bit under his belt now, and he's got the defense, and maybe oh, they could he's garbage, they could change dude. things around. Come he was on. great in college. He was great in college. Yeah, everybody's great in college. Well, here's the good news for you: is if he's bad, you can go back to PJ Walker and see how it goes. Uh, the Bengals have ruled out wide receiver T. Higgins. For they gave up Josh Dobbs. You believe they gave up Josh Dobbs? He was on the fucking Cleveland Brown roster at the beginning of the year. They got fucking traded to Arizona. Well, okay. 
If we should have kept them. If we They'd all have been had winning a, all if these we, games. If we all had a crystal, you know what? Can we can we call a pause timeout on something real quick? Yeah. I am so fucking sick and tired of the Josh Dobbs thing already. Like, just stop. I got everybody take. did the same. Everybody did the same thing with Mike White. Josh Dobbs thing. Everybody did the same thing with Mike White, and then he came and out in his fourth game right. and shit the fuck. And everybody back. does the same thing with our little boy in fucking San Francisco. No, Brock, Brock Purdy's there for fucking fuck yourself. Doing it for over a year. I, I, I would take Josh Dobbs over him I, any day of the can week. Can I do the Josh Dobbs real quick? Please. I'm not quite sick of it because because I like the stories and all that, and, and good for him. I know you guys talked about how you said that, that the Vikings won the game, and I think you said that the Saints choked the game. Yeah, never. I think the Saints choked the game. I love watching Josh Dobbs play. I think it's been great. I think it's only a matter of time before it blows up. I think it can't last long. I think there are a couple injuries away. I don't know how he's going to get the ball to Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison at the same time and Hawkinson. Uh, but I like watching it. I mean, good for him. It's I, I actually do like watching it. I think it's a great story. I just don't know how much longer it's going to last. Uh, they, he still People who are panicking about the Vikings, by the way, they still got to play the Lions twice. They still got to play the Lions twice. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, Jack just came in the chat. Uh, he wants to know when Bruce is shaving his eyebrows in honor of Josh Dobbs. Uh, we're still about 900. Uh, we're the still deadline, about... It's already over the deadline. What do you mean? No, there's never a deadline. There's never a deadline. There is a deadline. We if we ever get 1,000 likes on that post, even if it's you're 60, I'm shaving your fucking eyebrows. Nope. Um, uh, fuck you with the Braxton Berrios comment, is by there, the way. Is there anything else and that, they you, that we could do Gardeck to get you to shave the eyebrows? There is there any yeah, other bet oh, he's talking off. The They're eyebrows. both on there talking shit. Yeah. They're oh. getting shit talked right now. Um, Bengals have ruled out wide receiver T. Higgins for Thursday night game against the Ravens due to a hamstring injury. Uh, what did you guys say about the Bengals the other day? I Is there any panic mode yet? They're in last in that division. I oh. hit panic. I think I hit panic mode. They're in last I in hit that division. Mode. Yeah. And they they cannot Yeah, but everybody in that division is going to make the playoffs. No, no. The, the no, Browns, no, the no, Browns no, no, are the no, ones no. that are on their way out. But if another team slides in in the AFC. Well, Houston. That's what I said. Houston. Right they now, win Houston. their division. And then if you're if you're the Bengals, you have to hope that Jacksonville loses. Game. You have yeah. to hope for a lot as a Bengals yes. fan. You could not afford to choke that game. Thousand percent. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um. Bears head coach Matt Eberflus said today that Justin Fields is progressing well, and he expects him to start against Detroit this Sunday. So I personally would start Teddy Badgett. You'd want you still want Teddy Badgett? I, yeah, I think he's uh, better. Did you say there's a new captain on the Titanic? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one because Bears fans like to show up in droves, and I know some annoying ass Bears fans. There's one in particular, my brother. If you're watching this. He's not. No, he's not a Bears fan. But there's one that we always talk shit about all the time. There's one in particular that really annoys the shit out of me. I know he's going to be there on Sunday. So, shout out to you, Bears fans. Um, this is a big one, and I know Uncle Sam. I wow. Matt Day or uh, God, Brian Dable came out today and announced uh, the starting quarterback for Sunday's game against the Commanders, and it is none other than Uncle Sam's favorite. Danny DeVito. Oh, Danny Jesus DeVito Christ. will start again this week. Titty DeVito. That, that, that guy's the shittiest quarterback I've ever seen. <laughs> now, if you were starting an organization, okay? Yes. And you had the choice between Danny DeVito or Bruce to be your starting quarterback, which would I would, would pick Bruce. <laughs> Did you see any any of Danny DeVito? 
I no, I I only read. I only read about. It. I heard. I oh didn't my much. god, dude! Hold, my man couldn't hit a fucking pass five yards in front of him, dude. He was a system quarterback at Syracuse, and he he actually won. There was one big game. They might have beat Clemson or pushed Clemson when he was at Syracuse, but other than that, he's just a guy that's off the street. He's a guy from New Jersey that. They needed to to they needed bodies. He needs to go back to New Jersey and sell fucking goddamn Salisbury steak because he's awesome. He's awful. Um, in some other news, uh, the Patriots have not announced a starting quarterback for Sunday's game yet, but uh, there's speculation right now that it will not be Mac Jones. It will actually be Bailey Zappi, and also Will Greer will jump him on the depth chart, leaving Mac Jones third. On the depth did, did anybody watch the game when he was sitting next to uh, uh, what's his name, the offensive coordinator, the one who used to be guy who used to coach a tackle? Yeah, uh, like, uh, uh, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. And he was screaming. Bill O'Brien yeah. was losing his fucking mind, looking at the pad, screaming at Mac Jones. I think Bill O'Brien had him at Alabama too. Or maybe he had him at the T. You'll have to fact check. When he was offensive that. Coor- coordinator yeah, there? Yeah, when he was doing some play calling at Alabama. I think Mac Jones was his quarterback. So I no, have to... I, I don't think. I think he, I think he was. Before that. He was, at, he was in Houston. That was another that situation. Was they they kept him way too long in Houston. Yeah. Um, that being said, I, I think there's just... They should release him, and maybe one of these teams could take a... Can take a crack at him. So he was Alabama. Mac Jones? 21-22. Yeah, maybe maybe one of these teams can take a crack at him. Uh, I don't know who it would be. Cleveland or whatever. Kansas City. City. No, the Jets maybe. It's a backup. What's wrong with that? The Jets maybe. Uh, he he did have Bill O'Brien for Do you think Mac Jones bit. is better than... Uh, Zach Wilson? Yeah. You know, basically the same guy. That's a good question. That's a good question. I think Mac Jones did a little bit more his rookie year than Zach Wilson ever did. Yeah. And then on top of that, I take a little bit of stock in what Mac Jones did in college. Not saying Zach Wilson wasn't a dominant offensive player in college, but Mac Jones played in and won some big games in college and threw to some big time receivers in college. That's true. So I take a little bit of stock. I would have to say he's a little bit better than Zach Wilson. I'd give Mac Jones the edge over Zach Wilson. I would like to see what Mac Jones could do in that offense as opposed to what Mac Jones has been doing in that putrid Patriots offense. I would like to see that. And who take a crack. See, see if you can get the Patriots to release him if you're done with them. Yeah. Also, biggest piece of news of the week, obviously the Bills have fired offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey and named Joe Brady uh, I, as the interim I, replacement. Excuse me here. I hate to interrupt us right now, but Jack is throwing some fucking – Massive shit over here. Yeah, he says that uh, Mac Jones' replacement should be Colin Kaepernick and that uh, he saw him at practice one time against the Lions and he tore him off. <laughs> the fuck is he talking President about? Baker came in and said that the Patriots should sign Cam Newton again. Fuck you, Jack. <laughs> Back to Joe Brady. Um, oh. he's, a, he's a guy that I had a lot invested in because without... Joe Brady, I don't know if you guys know this. Without Joe Brady, there is no Joe Burrow. And Joe Brady was the passing game coordinator of that that 2019 LSU team, which is my favorite college team ever that didn't play at Michigan. 
and he's the reason Joe Burrow won the Heisman. He's the reason he took a step. He immediately left, if I remember, to become Matt Rule's offensive coordinator, and it just didn't go well. He eventually got fired. So off of Matt Rule, and you could wind up in prison. Regardless, uh, Joe Brady is a very capable coordinator, and I'd like to see what he what he does with Josh Allen. I'd like to see how that goes. I just think it's too little, too late going on there, and they just need a whole reset. And shout out to the Yak Boys. I think they called out that two the two of you picked Denver, mm-hmm. even though you got it right. The Yak Boys had something yeah. to say about that. They were shocked. Hey, look at I, I like those fucking guys, dude. Yeah, they were shocked. No, they're great. Denver. Why? They're great. In in fairness, at the beginning of the year, I told them, I said, Miami is our pick to win that division. They go, yeah, we we kind of see that Miami's more of a threat than the Jets. I think they were still high on the Bills. The it's a whole other conversation. We, I don't want to derail us with Bill's talk right now. Um, one more piece of news before we move on. The Lions have signed veteran pass rusher Bruce Irvin. <laughs> oh, shit. He's the oldest guy on the team by five years. Fucking kidding He's me, He's 36. Dude. The next closest guy is 31. Whatever. I think it's Taylor Decker, maybe. Whatever. Oh, also. The sad attempt to fucking try to satisfy people. Uh, Texas A&M. Reached out to Dan Campbell to offer him the possibility of coming to coach there and making him, quote-unquote, one of the top three highest-paid coaches in college football, and he said he was not interested in leaving the Lions. So, hold on. I want to talk about that for a second. He claims, they claim that he reached out, they reached out to his people, and his people said no. Money still talks. That's his alma mater, in case you guys don't know. That's replayed. He's from Texas. He's from not far from there. My thing for Dan Campbell is I think he's just a professional coach, and I think he's a player's coach. And you can't be really be a player's coach when you're molding young minds in college. But just Correct. because Texas A&M called and Dan Campbell said, I'm not interested right now, does not mean that that's not going to be the case three months from now. Because Texas A&M threw absolute piss money to the second-best coach at the time, maybe the third-best. They have to pay him the numbers. It was like they owe him $20 million this year, $20 million next year, and then $8 it's, million it's to like 2029. $70 million. Yeah. Yeah. And they're years. still paying Kevin Sumlin on top of that, too, who they, who they gave a massive extension when Johnny Manziel was there. So they're still paying Kevin Sumlin. They're going to have to pay Jimbo Fisher a crazy buyout. Yeah. And then they have to factor in a head coach. I don't think that works. I don't think that we're going to throw money at this problem for head coach works in college football. It's blown up in almost every instance. Unless yeah, Michigan the, State. Michigan State's a great example. Um, Michigan State's a great example. I, I, I UCLA's still, re- about I still to fire remember Chip when Kelly. Michigan State yeah. lost uh, Nick Saban. Yeah, well, I remember that. Tell us, you. That's their thing. Is there? It's an ego thing for Michigan State now, where they're not going to pay coaches anymore. Or they want to pay coaches going forward because they don't want what happened at Saban to happen to them. They just had a perfect situation with D'Antonio. He was a perfectly scorned guy. He was a great head coach, the best the program's ever seen. Didn't want to leave because he wanted to keep beating Michigan and keep competing in the Big Ten. Go out and if you're Michigan State, go out and find your D'Antonio. And it's the same if you're A&M. Go out and find the guy if you're A&M. You're getting Texas back and the and the SEC, go out and find the guy that wants to beat Texas's ass, that wants to beat Oklahoma's ass, that thinks he could beat Alabama. It's, it might not be the highest paid guy or the guy that went to school there. There's a guy that's going to have a fire lit under his ass that's going to make perfect sense for Texas A&M. 
I don't think it's Dan Campbell, but I don't think you've heard the last of this story because if they keep striking out, they can come back with crazy money and try and offer Dan Campbell. I don't think Dan Campbell's going to leave because he likes what he's got going here. And if something ain't broke, don't break it. But keep an eye on that. Just because he said no doesn't mean it's over. Uh, one more thing I found interesting here, and then I promise we will move on. Uh, so Bet Online currently has uh, odds for the quarterbacks or for the Browns to sign this man as quarterback for the year. Uh, there are some names on the list like Joe Flacco, Colin Kaepernick, Trevor Simeon, Nick Foles. Uh, do you know who the current betting favorite is? Is it Matt Ryan? No, Matt Ryan is third. At plus 250, it's Tom Brady. <laughs> to who? Tom Brady. For who? Cleveland Browns. Fuck That's with the Tom Brady go play That's for the leader in the is currently, That is the current leading in odds right now is Tom Brady at plus 250. I don't see it. Matt Ryan's plus 600 in third. Anyways. I don't think they got a chance to get Ryan or him, to be honest with you. They won games with P.J. Walker, and they obviously see something in Dorian Thompson-Robinson, so I think they're going to stick it out with those two guys. And if not... At a minimum, you've opened the window next year to where you could you could be maybe the second best team in the division, if not better. So, rebuilding year for the Browns. You were coaching. You were at Cleveland. Would you be worried about your fucking job? No, I think they've 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 outshined any expectations this year. Yeah, I agree. And their two best players are in. Two of their three best players are done for the year. Yeah. The only thing worse that could happen is if Miles Garrett Miles Garrett breaks his cunt. Don't forget about your, your three hundred million dollar Cooper. Your three hundred million guaranteed quarterback has played a total of twelve games in fucking two years. Tough shit. That's crazy, dude. Tough shit. Kevin Stefanski didn't make that deal. No. All right, so. Let's move on from the news. Next up, uh, we have two options. One, we can either recap the Monday night game, or we could go backwards and talk about the Lions. We've already picture. talked Monday night, so let's let's finish the Monday night talk. Okay. Monday night football, Denver Broncos headed up to Buffalo to play the Bills. Denver comes out on top in a game where they kick the field goal at the end of regulation for the win, doinked it off the upright, there was a flag thrown because Buffalo had 12 men on the field. They got to do the kick again from five yards closer. Dong shot. Game over. Denver wins 24-22. to 22. Um, Buffalo now falls to 5-5. Five and five. Denver at 4-5. and five. Uh, Buffalo still second in the AFC East. But, my God, that was one of the most piss-poor showings that I have seen out of a team that was supposed to be a division winner, was supposed to be a Super Bowl contender, was supposed to be all of these things. Josh Allen, 15 for 26, 177 yards, a touchdown and two picks. Uh, he also had 13 yards and a touchdown run on the ground and a fumble. Uh, Russell Wilson, 24 for 29, 193 and two through the air, nine for 30 on the ground. It was bad. Like, it was really bad. And... Like Zolo said, I thought this game was going to be a shootout. Uh, it really didn't end up being a shootout. James Cook had 109 yards on the ground. Javante Williams had 80 of his own. Um, it wasn't a shootout. It was just the Bills were bad. Like, offensively, it was awful. And I will say, you've got to kind of – Denver should have – I thought Denver was going to end up running away with this game with the way that Josh Allen was playing. They should. I really did. And I thought they should have too. 
But I, st- I still stand by what I said Friday. I think Denver's still got a lot of work to do. But the Bills made this game so easy for Denver to win that it was just awful. And you know what? I honestly thought that Sean McDermott might have lost his job the next day. You can't fire the quarterback. But something is definitely broken in Buffalo right now. Very broken. And hopefully Joe Brady holds the answers. But I want to know what both of you guys think about this game. Yeah, you. Go ahead. I don't have much to say that I haven't already said. All right, fine. First things first, I I agree that the Bills choked it away, but still shout out to Denver. I think they're trending in the right direction. They're doing more with less. I think Russ has been outstanding the entire year. It just hasn't shown because everyone thinks he's a fucking idiot. He moves the ball very efficiently. They run the ball well. He's starting to find those receivers. Cortland Sutton's being the Cortland Sutton we always thought he was going to be. I don't think they take flyers on either of those guys this offseason now. I really don't on Sutton or Judy. And Denver's trending in the right direction. And low-key, if you look, I I really want to do playoff machine. If you look, if Denver does some winning, they're going to have a little bit of a crack at taking the bottom of the AFC. They're going to have a little bit of crack. I don't think it's going to happen. I still think it's too loaded. But they're one of the teams that needs to at least be in the conversation. But shout-out to Denver. They didn't win the game. The Bills choked. Josh Allen choked. It's his second Monday night game. Do you have three picks again? Uh, he had two picks and a fumble. Two picks and a fumble. It's just a disaster. They they have no clue what they're doing offensively. I'm buying into the whole Diggs thing, too, by the way. All the Stephon Diggs stuff. Did you see that, Uncle Sam? Trayvon Diggs saying he ain't even been shit until 14 got there anyway, or until Big Bruv got there anyways. <laughs> so I think Diggs is gone in the offseason. I don't know where he's going to go. But they just need – that franchise needs a bit of a reset. That's all. They need to they need to get healthy on defense and they need to figure out offensively they, they what they want. They need to get a be. different coach in there. They need yeah. somebody to coach up Josh Allen to teach him how to be a a a real quarterback in this league and not just running by the seat of his pants because that shit ain't going to work. We've seen Cam Newton try it. He was successful for about 3 years and then he was done. This is what's going to happen to Josh Allen. If they don't get somebody in there to really teach them how to play quarterback. So my only my only slight rebuttal to that is that the gunslinger that turns the ball over all the time can win a Super Bowl. We've seen no, it happen. I, I agree. Brett Favre, Stafford, both of the Mannings. There's there's blueprints for Josh Allen. Someone's just got to get him to clean it up, reel it in. And make better decisions. I just don't think he it's going to happen this year, and I don't think it's going to happen in that division. That's my take. Uh, it's. I mean, we they they've got to figure out what's going on with Josh Allen because you can't just the guy just goes out there and whips the ball around so badly. His receiver he's throwing the ball so hard. His receivers don't make the catch. Like those two drops to start off the game on the first drive, and it's it's the same thing. Every week, that first drive of the game, he goes out there and pisses it away because he's whipping the ball around so hard. The picks are a huge problem. Hey, come on, dude. That first pass he threw, dude. Oh, the one that went oh, through Gabe fuck, Davis. dude. Hands, it was 114 miles an hour. How's he supposed to catch it? The fuck, yeah, dude? They've got some issues that need to be addressed. And you know what? That's um, him. That's on Josh Allen. You can't point the finger at nobody. It doesn't get but him. It doesn't get any easier this week because they play the Jets. And I will say this, you know what? Say what you want to say about Russell Wilson. 
He's still a pretty fucking accurate guy when he needs to be. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, he's I dead agree. Accurate. The two most he puts accurate the ball there of all to, time. To, he puts the ball where these guys can catch it and make a play. Yeah, those I, are, or excuse me, not accurate. The two most improbable throws. The one was on Monday Night Football Monday to Cortland Sutton, and then he had a similar one a couple years ago on Monday Night Football to Tyler Lockett. Yeah. He's there. What were you going to say about Russ? I, Let him cook, man. I can't, I can't just forget about what I saw last year yet. Like with Russell Wilson? Yes. Well, yes. I think his body of work in the past and his body of work this year has been large enough for me to forget about last year. And honestly, the way the Jets offense has been, Nathaniel Hackett was the fucking problem. Yeah. That's, that's my two cents. Uh, yeah. When are we when are he we might be the next the coordinator to get jumped? Giant rosy elephant in the room. I'm with I you. I mean, it's obvious it's him. You know, uh, maybe Aaron Rodgers has been bailing this guy out for fucking this is, 15 years in this league. Listen, Denver has a pretty, pretty, like, light schedule going forward. Okay. okay. So, I mean, they could enter this, they could enter this AFC wildcard mess that's going on right now. But again, I still don't, they play Minnesota this week. Then they play Cleveland. Then they're at Houston. Then they're at the Chargers. Then they're at Detroit. All right. If we take that six, this six game stretch they have coming up, and they go four and two in that stretch, then I'm going to start to. What's their record at if they go four and two in that stretch? If How they go, they won, they if won they go four, four and two in that stretch, they're eight and seven. Yeah, the eight and seven. T- listen, there's a very good shot the way. The AFC is shaken out and how top-heavy it is. There's a very good shot that nine wins gets you that. Nine wins got you in in the NFC and the AFC last year. And Yeah, they have two divisional games. That yeah, they got to do some winning. Again this year. But I say the same with the Chargers. That's why I think the Chargers are out of it. And really the Raiders. I just didn't realize that the AFC would shake out the way it has. Yeah. And and that's why any team at the bottom right now is totally in it. Half the season's left. Well, this is the thing. The AFC North is really what's throwing the wrench in everything. Because the AFC North just keeps beating each other, and they're keeping everybody stuck in the middle of that pack. Nobody's been able right. to run away yet. So it'll be an interesting end. But, yes, Denver. Tiebreakers and, and, and some of these games are going to mean so much. Oh, 100%. Some of these teams, it's going to be unreal. 100%. All right. So we're going to talk about our Detroit Lions. Zolo has his five things. Um, and uh, obviously my Lions discussion with Uncle Sam the other day kind of got off of the rails quickly because Uncle Sam is a hater. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a hater because I, I speak the truth. I was trying to make a solid clip. Hater because I speak the truth. Because there was so much going on for so long. Well, it's just it's because... Because you guys switched up like that. Listen, and anybody you tried to cut it down, you this missed the thing. valuable things that were left in there. This is the thing, okay? When you look at somebody and you evaluate um, their current mental state and they trade to a tag of Iloa straight up for <laughs> Tyler Murray, everything that they say previously kind of goes out the fucking window. So I want to give it to Zolo, let him do his five things. What we're going to do here, all right, because we have trouble with this sometimes, we're going to let Zolo get through the entire thing and then come to us for comment. Hold on, hold on. You guys can chime in after a thing. You can chime in. That's what I'm saying. Give us the first thing, and then we'll rebuke, and then we can move on from there. But can we let him get through his thing? (laughs) What the fuck are you doing? Go ahead. Zolo's five things. Hold on. Oh, yeah. There's no S on the things. 
there you was, stupid fuck. There was. We got to make sure the the when we do the news thing too, or the oh, recap, the 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 riff has to run a little bit longer too. One of the riffs cuts off right in the middle. Yeah, it's the one struggle. he had me trim up. Yeah, I know. We'll we'll fix we'll, it back. Yeah, we'll 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 work on. It. We'll there fix it. There wasn't an apostrophe s on that. Five things. Here we go. Oh yeah. Thing number one on Zolo's five things, and Uncle Sam, you're gonna hate this one. Thing number one is that the Lions' offense is perfect. It is perfect. I agree. When healthy, and this was the first instance of the offense being 100% healthy this year, when healthy, they are arguably the best offense in the league. Hence why they dropped 41. They were perfect. They could not, they could not have been stopped. The snap count between Gibbs, I think it was Gibbs 58%, Montgomery uh, 32%. That's perfect. That's exactly, or 42, excuse me. That's exactly what their snap counts should be. Gibbs getting a little more, almost 50-50. You have instances of them both being on the field. Amon Ra, when he's healthy, is always going to have 100 yards, and he's always going to be over six catches. You work in Laporta, you work in the other the receivers in there to make big plays, and you give Goff a little bit of time to throw, boom. That will always be your yield. Uncle Sam, go ahead. Are you awake? Well, I mean, what well, the they're going at him here? in the chat right now, so he's reading the chat. Is he? Listen, don't worry about the chat. He just asked you a question. Come Thing on. number two. What, what are you What are you asking me? Oh, you just didn't listen to the whole thing? What, about your spiel on your offense? Yeah. That's right. You... No, you're right. All right, thank you. I, I never said you were wrong about that. I never said anybody was wrong about that. They're good. They're When they're on, they're on. Go ahead. Thing number two. The corners. This was the game I circled for the cornerbacks to be tested, and they failed. The corners failed the test. Cam Sutton needs a little bit of help out there. I think the Lions would do for—I love Jerry Jacobs, but I think the Lions would do very well to draft a top-tier shutdown corner. Looking back on it now, I'd really love a scenario where they ended up with Christian Gonzalez over Jack Campbell. I know Gonzalez went the pick before or the pick after, Jameer Gibbs, whatever. But they really needed a corner, and— Keenan Allen is probably top three in the league at the moment, the way he's playing. So that's it's not a fair sample size, especially considering how good Cam Sutton had been up to that point. But you were exposed by a really good receiver, and it wasn't just Cam Sutton. I thought Jacobs had a really rough day. He had a pass interference as well. And that's something to keep an eye on when you're playing teams that are loaded with receivers. If we're now talking about a class of teams where you're, you have to play Philly, you have to play San Francisco, you got to play Dallas, they got to be careful against those teams because a guy like CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, the recipe to beat the, the Eagles is literally you just shut down A.J. Brown. So if you can't contribute to that recipe, you're going to struggle. And I was very disappointed with the corners. Aaron Glenn was a defensive back coach. I'm looking for very good opportunities for him to correct that going forward. Go ahead. Do you have anything to say? You agree? Uh, I I don't think that the the secondary did that bad of a job, considering that Justin Herbert had so much time to throw the football that I believe anybody could have gotten open within that time limit. I don't think the issue was the back end. I still think the issue to this day is the front end, and we've talked about that considerably. And until you fix that, it's going to continue to be the same thing. 
that's a perfect segue to thing number three. The pass rush is still a major problem. The sacks will continue to be an issue until there's someone opposite Aiden Hutchinson. He can only do so much. He's been incredible. He was, like you said, he was everywhere on Sunday. Could he close? No. It's very difficult to close if there's only a half a pocket that has to close. You just double-team him and you're all set. Right. Which brings me to stat. I agree. This is a really alarming stat. So Hutchinson has four and a half sacks. That's obviously off from the trajectory he was on earlier in the year. That's fine. I'm not worried about it because he's still a game wrecker in other ways. He's still very good in coverage. He's still. I know you're laughing right now, but I have a quote. No, for you. I, I was laughing about. If only we had Kayvon Thibodeau. Sorry. So here's an alarming stat for you guys. All pass rushers, so not defensive tackles, all pass rushers not named Aiden Hutchinson have combined for four and a half sacks this year. The Oquaras, Josh Pascal, James Houston, Charles Harris. I'm missing someone, too. I thought I wrote it down somewhere. Oh, John Comiskey, that's another big one. Those guys have combined for four and a half stacks. That's terrible. Someone needs to step up. Fucking awful. I don't know if it's entirely scheme at this point because the scheme was corrected, corrected after the Seattle game, and they've gotten pass rush help elsewhere. I think that the right side of the line, whoever is opposite Hutchinson, is just not doing a good enough job of closing. If they close, they don't even have to get sacks. If they close quick enough, it's going to unlock Hutchinson or McNeil to get sacks. That is a major issue. Do I think that's going to be the difference in them losing a playoff game? No, but I think that's the issue that might prevent them from going very far. Correct. Is to not get sacks. That's what I I have said. Now, it goes back to the whole trade deadline thing. They're, they're doing something. They're doing it their way. They want to bring in one of their guys. They want to develop one of their people. I get it. They're a victim of their own success. They're a lot farther along in the rebuild than they thought they'd be. But it would have been nice to have someone opposite Hutchinson that could light up the rest of the defensive line. How nice would it have been to have Chase Young on that opposite side to him? It may not have even had to have been Chase Young. Uh, I'm I'm serious. Uh, You you name one person on the Lions that is better than Chase Young. Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, That's nor here nor there. Aiden Hutchinson had a good year last year when you had a guy playing opposite of him that could get pressure. Okay. That's why Aiden Hutchinson's numbers were very good last year. Do you, I know you guys duked it out on Monday, but do you have anything to add so far? Go ahead. No, I'll Go wait ahead. until you're done. Thing number four. Tell me I'm wrong on my, that. My last two things are good. Thing number four. You don't think I'm right? I think Aiden Hutchinson's a monster and is having a uh, better year this yeah, year. Yeah, Aiden Hutchinson was good last year when a, when the guy opposite him was putting up numbers. Who was opposite of him? You know what? Oh, who was no, opposite hold on. Let me, he's guy. on IR. Let me get it's involved now because he's on it's IR. Hilarious. The other guy wasn't on IR. He didn't even play until Thanksgiving Correct. last year. Correct. Last year. You're the first. And that's when the defense actually turned it up. That's when they went on their winning streak. No? You're the Am first, wrong one? You're the first no? one to sit here and tell us I, that. I'm the, asking a fucking question. Yes, you're wrong. You're wrong. I'm wrong. Because you're the first so one to sit you're here. you're going to tell me that last year with with the guy that's on IR right now who had fucking eight sacks in nine games did not contribute to where their success last year. How many that's times? That's why they were there they were at last how year. How many times have you sat at this fucking desk and told us the numbers don't matter. I'm not a stats guy. The numbers oh, don't matter. Christ, it's dude. about what I That's see. Why. And all I, I, I see not an hundred. No, but you're going to sit here and say you didn't have as good of a year as last year because no, the sack no, numbers are what he was last year. But guess what? What I'm watching on the field, what I'm Go seeing ahead. on the field, is a guy who has literal 
yeah. Nick Bosa levels of, of, of effort on every single fucking I, I, play. I never, and we're not going to sit I've here and downgrade ever, Nick Bosa for having an off year on sacks, right? I've questioned his effort. Ever. Okay, but guess if what? If I ever questioned his effort. So is Nick Bosa ineffective this year then? Is he? I'm asking you is because he? you're the one who's saying. His numbers ain't there. Right, the numbers why aren't there. Why do you there. think they keep bringing guys in? The numbers in? aren't there, but they have, to, they have that, to continually. That's, that's exactly why they keep bringing in. That's why they brought Chase Young in there. So, so but they have to continually right. respect him. You're, you're half right. I think you're both right. I'm half right. right. You're half right. Okay. I don't think James Houston is the difference because. I he, do. I he, think James Houston was a difference to his success last year. Because they actually had to account for James Houston. But Hutchinson was good in the eight weeks before James no, Houston he last year. Come he was on. very good. He had more You're sacks in the first half. Last year. He had more You're forgetting from last year. He had, more, he had more sacks in the first half of the year last year than he did in the back half. Who did? Aiden Hutchinson. In the, more first, sacks in, in the first half, half of the year? Than he did in the back half. Yeah, yeah. but in the back half is when they started winning. What in James the first Houston, half, they fucking lost six games in a row. What James Houston brings to the table is that on obvious passing downs, it's really nice to have that third down blitzing hybrid linebacker or whatever you want to call him. It's really nice. We'll call we'll call him the Sam. We'll call him the Sam. It's really nice to have that guy opposite Hutchinson. In the meantime, John Comiskey had a big year last year. Haven't seen anything from him this year. Charles Harris had a great year last year. Haven't seen anything from him this year. Josh Charles Paschal, Harris didn't have a great year last year because he lost his job to a fucking guy in week eight. Josh Pascal was a second-round pick. He's been injured this year, and he was injured last year. You're not getting value. For a, for a guy that drafts as well as as, as Brad Holmes is drafting. say Azarike. He was a second-round pick, too. Azarike. There you that's, go. That's another, that's another issue There you right go. Now. You tell me any of the guys that are on this rotation – are better than fucking Chase Young. No, I don't think so. Okay, and if you truly believe that you're the second best team in the NFC, why would you not bring that guy in? I agree, but they weren't going to pay him. And that's my point. That's they not what not, I'm trying to say. They were not going to pay Chase Young. They were not going to spend what a draft fuck, asset. What, were you gonna, what are you going to pay him? Because in their mind— What are, you, what are they paying him? You, well, Chase Young's going to command a pretty hefty contract. Okay, he's going point. to. Yeah, but they're not paying anything yet, are they? I know, but that's not the point. They want to extend. Mean that's not the point. Why you would you? You've never heard me out in this conversation. What? I'm trying to explain it to you. They want to bring in their guys. They want to okay. draft these guys because it extends your window if you don't have to bring in a free agent off the street and overpay for him. Now, they brought in a good free agent this year in C.J. Gardner Johnson, but they number one didn't overpay for him. Number two, he doesn't fit into the plans going forward. He hasn't even played, dude. Come he hasn't on. even played. I'm He's saying, better I'm than saying that. it's, it's an example of them paying for a free agent. Okay. They're not going to do that. This organization isn't going to overpay for people because they believe that they have the staff that's going to develop and scheme their way into success. That's how James Houston was born. No one fucking okay. knew who James Houston was. Okay. He was a sixth or seventh round pick. But they so they had some injuries, and Houston gets to play because Pascal was hurt. The rest of these guys. Well, I think were hurt. Houston had a he he barely made the team. I don't know if you know that he barely made the team yeah, out of camp. He had, he had a an fucking injury. Practice squad. He had an injury. Then they brought him up and they worked him in, and then it worked Correct. out. Correct. That's all it is. Can I? Can all, I, I all I'm saying is this: If you got an opportunity to fucking bring a guy in to make your fucking team better. And and obviously talent wise, Chase Young is better than anybody can, can on the roster. Why why do Not we Aiden keep Hutchinson. doing that? Why Not do you Aiden keep Hutchinson. doing that? Doing what? Sitting here touting Chase Young like he's all, fucking all JJ Watt. If you're serious about winning the fucking division, going into the playoffs and actually really challenging to for a fucking Super Bowl, I'm with you. They you need traded. to bring talent in. They should have traded for fuck someone. If he doesn't fit your narrative or your fucking 
rah, rah, it's not bullshit. my narrative. I'm just explaining it to you, and I agree with you. They should have brought someone in. Sam in the chat, the comp pick. So the way the comp pick formula works, they weren't guaranteed to get a third round comp pick. It would have been a fourth or a fifth or a sixth, pending what happened with Chase Young, number one. No, number it would have been a third. No, you don't you don't get you guessed. don't get a third. No, you don't. You do not get a third. There's a whole algorithm and nobody knows the algorithm. So that's why in instances like this, if Chase Young was traded for a third, and even if he was crazy producing, sometimes your comp pick wouldn't be a fourth or a fifth. And on top of that, they wouldn't get the comp pick until twenty twenty five. They wouldn't get it next year. So that's the whole reason with the comp pick thing. They weren't risking that. I I agree with you. They should have got a guy. I, I think when it comes Hutchinson. to comes to acquiring talent, that if you're if you're looking beyond, you you got to get the fucking blinders off. Listen, you got to open it I'm up. I'm so sick of this. Chase Young has regressed every season since his rookie fucking year. I still think every he's good. single okay. year. I still think is he's still good. a good guy. Yes, but is he a guy that you're going to go out and trade a third round pick for? Yeah, and then. Yes. For what? Yes. For what? To get him for nine I'll games? For nine I'll give a third round for pick for him. For nine games. I'll give a third round pick for him. For nine games. That's your, hey, that's your window to see if he fits what you're doing Guess or not. Can I, can I There's see? nothing he that. can do. There's nothing he can do that half the season is going to justify giving him $25 well, me, million dollars next question. year. Would you have given a third round pick in to bring him in to let him play the last nine games of this year? One if... It all worked out. Then what? Does he deserve the fucking money then? No. Hey, can I take why? This, can I take this? Why for a why would you Because why? I would trust why? I would trust my GM to utilize yes. that third round pick to bring in some exactly. guy next year that I don't oh, have to pay twenty five million. That's what for. they're that's what they're thinking. And with Chase Young He's as much as I love him, I, I love Chase Young. Year. I love watching him at Ohio State. I love what he's capable of, but that's what you're trading for. You're trading for what he's capable of. He's no not. He was not a sure thing this year. Please get Michigan proud. Yeah. Does that make sense? He wasn't. A, he wasn't a sure thing. You're, you're trading for his upside. You're trading. Well, we think he's capable of this. Where the Lions are thinking, no. Here's what we're thinking, and I'm going to tell you right now. It's thing number four. They're an autopilot going forward. They have the seventh easiest strength of schedule. Their only tough games are at New Orleans, at Minnesota, and at Dallas. Whereas all of the teams they're competing with, Philly, for example, they got a top 10 easy strength of schedule, but Philly has to go. They have to play the Chiefs. They have to play the Cowboys. They have to play the Niners. They have to play the Bills. And they have to play the Seahawks. So they're thinking we're going to let everything around Listen, us I, I just, I, I'm going by what I've seen after this week. That's what I'm going they, they They beat a playoff team on the road and scored 41 yeah, points. They also gave up 38. That's 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 all correctable. They gave up yeah, 38 yeah. to one of the best and most high-powered offenses in yeah. the league. Top 10 quarterback, top you two know, receiver, I, I guess, top I, two running back. If if they didn't get a, a stop here and completely there, healthy you lose too, that by the game. way. Completely healthy. The you Chargers didn't get a stop here or there, you lose that game. Mike Williams. Listen to me. I didn't count it. Didn't Listen to me. Johnson's a first-round. The last three first-round picks, third-round picks for the Lions. Anybody care? Anybody care to give a guess? 2020 was Jonah Jackson and Julian Aquara. Okay. Last year was Aleem McNeil. Okay. 21 was Aleem McNeil. 21 was Aleem McNeil. Last year was Kirby Joseph. Those are three starters. Those are three starters. Okay. I don't think that taking a guy who has been in the league since 2020 and has been hurt for two years, two years of his three in the league. He was hurt when he came into the league. Guess what? He played 15 games his rookie year. Okay. Okay. Explain played 15 to me, games. J-Mo. Same shit. Same, same shit. J-Mo, same right now, J-Mo's a same, whiff. Same right scenario. now, J-Mo's a whiff. But if you were the Lions, would you trade for yeah. J-Mo right now? I don't know. 
Would if you? you were the Lions and J-Mo was elsewhere, would you trade for him? Would you? Absolutely not. Okay. So that's that. you just made my point for me. Look. Did you? Look, you also made a point for me. James Houston's coming back. He'll be back in December. The Lions are playing so well, and their schedule is holding up, and they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat, that they're going to let everything else crumble around them, get their guys back, Pascal and Houston, and then see what they're capable of from there. I think they really believe that if Houston's on the field on those blitzing drives or on those blitzing downs, that good things are going to come. I I genuinely believe that. I think that's what they're thinking. Does that mean you are wrong? No. No, it would have been nice to bring in a step up over Bruce Irvin or the Oquaras or or Pascal or Charles Harris. It would have been nice to have someone opposite them. It did it need to be a big home run? No, but it would have been nice to have someone on the opposite of Hutchinson because it would show right now. But if they're still winning games, if you're the Lions, oh, I'm glad they won. It's hard I'm to justify. I'm happy it. they won. I'm not a bandwagoner. I'm actually happy that they won. Well, they're two and one since. The, or, I'm sorry, they're two and zero oh, technically since the trade deadline. Why'd you take Chargers to win? Because I, I just, I, I thought the Chargers, with the way they looked prior, the week prior, would kind of do the same thing they did. Against the and they put 38 up, so I was kind of right in a sense, except the defense didn't step up. That's all. Thing number five. And their coach is horrible. Thing number five, I want to hear what you have to say about it, Uncle Sam. Thing number five is that I think the Lions can beat most teams in this league. And they can beat them in any way you want them to beat them. Okay. And that's what this was this weekend. You want to go into a shootout? Go ahead. We'll, we're ready. We're healthy. We're guns a-blazing. You want to go to a defensive battle? Watch us. We'll run the ball down your throats and kill the clock. And that can field goal. They have a kicker that can actually hit things within 40 yards at the moment. <laughs> so if yeah. you want to, well, you don't, you don't agree? What? You yeah, don't? I know. I do agree with that. Anything past forty, you can forget about it. Yeah, I think after forty-five, he's he's a little after bit tough. forty, but he's hit clutch kicks. He hit clutch yeah. kicks for Jackson. I, I don't last agree year. that they can play uh, the pound and ground game against other people. I know you hate hearing I, it. I, offensively, yes. Defensively, absolutely not. I know you literally hate hearing it, but they have the number one pass protecting offense, and they have the number one run protecting offense. From what I see, that's not the best offensive line in football. They ran They're 12 not. I times. think the Eagles had the best They ran 12 times to the right side of Panay Sewell. So on the outside of the right tackle, they ran 12 times. Do you know what they averaged? They averaged 11 yards per carry when they ran to the right side of Panay Sewell. They have two monster running backs. Jameer Gibbs hasn't even scratched the surface yet, and he looks the part. He looks better than B. John Robinson and looks way better than pick 12 at the moment. Jameer Gibbs hasn't even scratched the surface yet. Oh, and for fun, they got your boy David Montgomery back, and guess what happened? I don't know. He blew the fuck up as well. I don't know anything about David Montgomery. So, what's Uncle Sam's one thing? I was promised there would be Uncle Sam's one thing on the line. This is Uncle Sam's one thing there right here. Can we zoom in on that, Bruce? That's it, right there. That's there my number is. one thing. One thing. One, one finger to Listen, go I'm going to say this, and I'm not saying it to be fucking negative toward the Detroit Lions. If they don't do something with their defense, they're not going to go far in this run. I'm not worried about it. Against, Period. I can't take. I I'm, can't I'm not take, worrying about anything. I'm telling you facts. They, but this, if they don't defense, do this defense hold, held Patrick Mahomes to yeah. 20 points. 
This is they the Chargers. This is the healthiest first game of the year. This is the healthiest they, the Chargers they have, have been anybody all year. in that game. I don't. Yeah. I don't. It's Travis Kelsey who hasn't even been a factor as it is care. this year. He doesn't care. It doesn't matter. Only what Taylor. The Chargers' there. offense is a top three offense, and they had you won in L.A. And yeah, they scored thirty eight points, but you held Mike Williams and Justin Herbert. Mike Williams is on and, IR. Or excuse Keenan me, Allen. excuse me, Keenan Allen. Uh, Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, you held them to 38 points on the road, and you won in a shootout. You beat them at their own game. You got the ball with on fourth down and went for it. You had an offense that on fourth down that could put the game away, and they did. They got the first down, and they were able to run the clock out and make the kick. He doesn't. You care. had the team that's capable of doing that. There's yeah, not great. many offenses that are going to outshoot the Lions. It's no, just not going to happen. I, I'm not even talking about. Being in shootouts. So then it doesn't matter. It's, That's what I've been trying to tell you. Christ. They'll win a defensive Listen, battle because de- they can run the ball. I'm going to tell you right now. Their defense, okay, it's it's average at best. Same thing over and over again. They're average at I'll best. Give, I'll give that to They'll you. They're average at best. I'll give that to you. When it comes down to it, when you start to have to play these good teams. Who? Who? Hold in on. Playoff Hold on. Time, no, no. Who? You're going to fucking Who? lose. Who? 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 Uh, Seattle? They're not going to lose they against can't Seattle. Be, they they will not I lose against Seattle. They lost two years straight. I don't, don't want to fucking hear it. They lost two years straight. They will not lose against Seattle. They've been outcoached okay. and lost to them twice. Fine. Next. Next. Outside of Philadelphia. Outside okay. of Philadelphia. Niners. Dallas. I think they could beat the 49ers, and I know they'd beat Dallas. Okay. 100%. We're all I'm gonna shocked, see that I'm real shocked quick. you're doing that with. I'm shocked you're actually picking Dallas. I'm, sh- I, I'm, I'm actually shocked. I actually go there. There you go. Because guess what? If there's one thing that I know about that Dallas team, they don't match up well in the Lions because they only have one guy that you need to actually fucking cover. And two, Aiden Hutchinson will force Dak Prescott into throwing interceptions. Yeah. Can I? T- can and I, you know that. Can I tell you what'll happen against Dallas? Go ahead. The difference between any quarterback that you think is run all over the Lions and Dak Prescott is Dak Prescott when he's forced to throw. And these are your words. When Dak Prescott is forced to throw, he he's, he's fucked. He's exactly. fucked. And he's going to be exactly. forcing the ball but Dak all Prescott over can run defense. around, too. That, that no. will give the Lions issues. God. You'll see this week. You'll see this week what happens when a guy can run around against that defense. Watch. Oh, that you're, we're going we're gonna to go there with Justin Fields. Come on, yeah. dude. Like, it's this is the thing. It just, what you're saying doesn't, it doesn't. Makes sense. Maybe because it doesn't make sense to you. It makes sense to people that no, actually watch football. I watch every single game. Every single game. And what I see in every single game is yeah. you could go through a list of thirty-two, the 31 other teams in the NFL right now, right. and I would take the Lions in 30 of those games. Defensively, okay. I'm I'm with you. It's an average defense, but statistically it's not. It's better than average. But they're average and it's, at best. And it's getting I'm they're with average you. Per, at best personnel getting, from a personnel worse. from a personnel perspective. They're not getting worse. Hold on. They're not getting better. They're not getting worse. You can't you can't, you can't take the Chargers game, the sorry, literally dude, one of the best I, offenses listen, in football, so they're getting I worse. I have that fucking Ravens game in my head, and and that shit's gonna peak its ugly face. At some time here, and it's well, coming. Every time you think about the Eagles, then you should have the Jets game in yeah, your head. Exactly. It doesn't matter, man. Exactly. It does matter. And it's eight and one. It's the same. The Lions it's, are it's seven and two. Like, the Eagles on. already beat Dallas. But, but come on. What? They're seven and two. Okay. They're seven and two. I didn't say anything about the fucking record, dude. You just said they're eight and one. You just said they're talking about their fucking defense, dude. Yes. I do think they're defense. Defense. Zach Wilson. Hold on. Zach Wilson. Beat Philadelphia. Yep. Zach Wilson. Not Lamar Jackson. Zach Wilson. Yeah. 
He played a fucking great game in that game. Oh, God. Anyways, that was five things. I have some rebuttals to some things that you guys said. Number one, the, the Bruce got fucking ass-pounded for, for bringing up the refs thing. We can never, we're not allowed to blame the refs anymore because this team supersedes that. This team supersedes all the bullshit. You get, you, and you have to play past the refs. There were, but... because they're good enough, they're going to beat the refs. There's two things I want to highlight, though. That first drive of the game, that was not a, a JMO lost a touchdown because Taylor Decker got called for a chop block that was not a chop block. That was bullshit. That was bullshit. Called something else, right? And JMO, JMO had a really got robbed out of that, number one. Number two, that crazy drive where they had the goal line stand. The pass interferences were ticky tacky on Cortland Sutton. They were bullshit, but I want those called if, if I'm on the other if if that was my team and the guy and the, the DB gets his hand around a guy to slow him one, down. I want that called. But the I want one that in called. The, end zone, mm. the play that was really bullshit on that drive, and you're gonna agree with me on this, was the Romeo or the Julian Aquara uh, roughing the passer. And that kept the drive alive. It was an incompletion on third and fifteen. It had nothing to do with the play. He took off well before. <laughs> But because he came in high, they called a roughing the passer. And that completely extended the drive, and that was fucking bullshit. He barely touched his helmet. He barely it, touched it him. Stupid. The pass interferences I could live with. Don't, don't get the pa- the roughing the passer calls, and I, and, and I will say this about the NFL. They've been awful all the way down the line. Yeah, Just about every game I've seen. It's the most fucked up, unknown, nobody yeah. knows what's right it's and wrong rule there is right now. It's, it's completely inconsistent. inconsistent. Correct. That's a problem. But That'll the bad thing about the roughing the passers it's costing teams games, and and that's bullshit. Yeah, that's why the the refs need to stay the fuck out of it, because it it just it's beyond any comprehension of the rule. You can't touch them from the knees down. You can't touch them from the shoulders up. You can't touch them from the fucking dick to the balls. I I don't understand it. <laughs> no I don't dick get and it. Balls. Where are you allowed to hit <laughs> no them? No dick and balls. Without. And you can't put all your weight on them. You can't put all your weight into them. It's fucking bullshit. So I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. And I was actually impressed that the double goal line stand was incredible. And that go that's a test to the Lions defense. I know you disagree with it, but you have to pass to beat that. I disagree with it, man. You why, have why, to, why are you telling me I disagree with it? You liked it? What, their little goal line stand? Yeah, I mean it was a double yeah, goal line it. stand. Better if they had to come out without scoring touchdowns. Yeah, I mean it's it's I mean, the it's end tough. Result was the end result. They got huh? to run five plays from from or six plays from within the two yard line. Eventually, you're going to give up the touchdown. And, yeah, and they ran it with Eckler. They ran it with Eckler, and that defense stood on its head every time. And it was led by McNeil and Hutchinson. And I was floored with that. So that's a message to the rest of the league. You want to run run on us? Go ahead. We welcome it. You want to beat us? It's going to have to be through the air. And I also agree with you that they currently don't have all the resources to stop some teams perfectly in the air. But you know what? What team does? What team I, I is perfect a, defensively? I want to see a fuck you pass rush here. That's what I want to see. I and don't I think you're getting one. it this year. It's the not pass rush in I don't think you're getting it this year. It's better than the pass rush now. You're not getting it this year, but I think that is coming. I think you will see that eventually. I think that there's you're you had holes going into off this off season, and a lot of them got filled. Well, guess what? There's even less holes going into the next off season. And if we're talking that this team is just a pass rusher, an interior lineman, and, and then a cornerback away, opportunities to pick up fuck you guys, and they chose oh. to pass on it. So I'm not going to make excuses for them. Something you said is that they just didn't play defense at all. They in the second half they didn't, but going in the, in the middle of the second quarter they were up 17 to three. Right. The the floodgates didn't open until the end of the first half, 
And I then agree. it just kind of rolled from there. But luckily, their offense was like. What uh, I said when you were not here was that game should never have been as close as it was. It should, it, and it wasn't. It should never have it been. It wasn't. There. And that's something you said is is that it, the game was closer than it should have been, which is fine. It yeah. really wasn't close if you look at it. They it led was. wire to wire. They scored whenever they needed to score. They didn't get stops in the second half. But when your offense True. is as good as their offense, you don't need to. And that's what I, they're trying I, to prove I right now. I don't like. I don't like getting into track meets with teams. I don't like that. This team will win care. track meets. This when team you, will when win you the got track a team meets. down. You got to put your foot on their neck, like the Ravens were doing for the past couple of weeks, and, and step on that and twist it. Because if you don't, that shit comes back to bite you in the ass. That's exactly what happened to the Ravens this week. They 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 had a team down. Shout out to they Carl thought, G. What's that? Shout out to Carl G. We we still have yeah, heard they had a team Sunday. down. They had their fucking foot on them and couldn't couldn't complete it. And look what happened. They wound up losing in the end. But that's not because it was a track meet. That's because they couldn't get the the stop that their defense is used to getting stops on. Correct. I think if it's like a full-blown track meet, the Lions offense is going to be that one of the hardest. That they had no answer for Miles Garrett. The, the only teams that are going to beat the Lions offense are the ones defensively that have the corners that can cover all of their pieces at one time. Because you will not pass rush on the Lions. You you won't. Statistically, it's proven. It's going to be very difficult. So if you want to beat them with your pass rushers like the 49ers like to do, good luck. You need to have a bomb-ass secondary if you want to compete with the Lions. I think of a team like Seattle— Seattle can can make some stops here and there. I think a healthy Philly secondary can get it done. I don't think the Niners secondary can do it. I think if the the Cowboys had Trayvon Diggs, I think they'd have the a shot at it. The Niners don't rely on their secondary; they rely on the front. Yeah, the different different animal. If there. you're gonna rely on your front against the Lions' yeah, offensive the front, line, front can't you're gonna get home lose. Then they lose. You're gonna lose. That's what happened to them against Philly. Their front couldn't get home, and they lost. So you brought up a good point. I I think it's realistically with the strength of schedule going forward, I really think it's time that we have to start talking about the Lions as the one or the two seed in the NFC. 100%. I think it, I think it's inevitable at this point. I I don't see them like this is a game that they they played this weekend. That's a game that they typically go and so where lose. Where do you got them ranked right now? In the NFC? Yeah. I think I still think Philly is better than them. Okay. That's just a personal opinion. That doesn't mean I don't think they could beat Philly, but I do no, think they I, I agree. I, and you, and what, with what you've seen so far, what's your top four teams in the in the, in the NFL? In the, in the, NF, in the NFC. In the what's NFC, I, top I would four go. Teams in the NFC. I would go Eagles. The Lions are not far behind them. Ugh, three is tough. I'm going to have to go with San Francisco for now. I, I actually liked what they did this weekend against a good team. Yeah. Four, maybe Dallas for me right now. I would go Dallas over over anyone, over Seattle. I, I think okay. Dallas is coming on at the right time. I know they're not doing it against great teams. I would love to see what Dallas does against Philly on, in round two. I think that that's going to be a fun one. Dallas has some pretty tough games, but I would go with Dallas number four. Or excuse me, number yeah, number four. Okay. Number five, I think Seattle, but they they're so inconsistent. They yeah. they they barely beat bad teams. I think they're yeah. getting worse. I think that they're similar to the Saints in the form of they don't know they don't have an identity offensively at the moment. So I don't know if I trust Seattle, but they have all the makings of a team that can make a run. I'm curious, Seattle and and uh, Seattle and San Francisco, I think play on Thanksgiving. That's the night game on Thanksgiving. So we'll learn a lot about both of those teams that day. If you look at the rankings there, too, you know, Minnesota's in there, believe it or not. Minnesota's, I, Minnesota's in that top 
eight. I love what they've done. Credit yeah. to them. Credit to Josh Dobbs. I just don't think it's going to last. Okay. I really don't think it's going to last. I want to see more from them. I'll know how good Minnesota is when they play the Lions. That's over a month from now. Right. Because the, credit to them. They're a game behind. But they really can't afford to lose games. Right. Whereas the Lions have a window to work with because the Lions get to play the Vikings twice. The Lions still hold all of their, their cards in the division. They've only right. played they, one divisional they, game. They steer their own direction here. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think the Lions maybe, maybe will lose one more games. One more game. Again, Philly has the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Niners, the Bills, and the Seahawks. The way they've played, I find it very difficult to believe that they're going to do better than 4-1. and one. I think 3-2. and two. And if they have two losses and the Lions win out or the Lions only have one loss, they're neck and neck right there. And I think the Lions well, hold the, the tiebreaker over the, the Eagles. The Lions are going to lose at least one to two more games, I believe. I think one max. The way this team I, is I set up, one max. Two. at At Dallas is the one that stands out to me still. At well, Dallas. And it's because of what's on the line. Too. Denver's looking more and more yeah, tough. Denver's looking better and But better the counter to that is, is at New Orleans was looking very tough to me, and that's yeah. not looking tough anymore. Well, if Derek Carr is out for a substantial I don't give a time. fuck who it is. I don't give a fuck I, if it's I mean, Derek Carr or if it's James. Slinging Jameis Winston, you never know. Listen, the five best teams in the NFC are in this order. Philadelphia, Detroit, San Francisco, and Dallas. And it's hard to argue it right now. Okay? It's hard There's to argue. five, Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, because New Orleans is a dud, I mean, and New I think Orleans, Minnesota's without a dud. A quarterback, too. they're not going to go. For and it. honestly, if I had to give an honorable mention right now, I think it's Washington. That's fair. They're not out of well, it. You know, they're not out of it. Neither is Tampa. And then, if you want to do this for the AFC, just real quick, right now it's Kansas City, Baltimore, Miami, Houston, and God, I don't know. See that? Yeah, I mean, there's Central. your Jacksonville. That's Jacksonville. Is fucking everything yeah, over. I know, I know. Because believe it or not, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who lead, basically the only reason why they don't lead the division is because that Baltimore has played one extra game, but they lead. To, they're two and zero in conference. What's nice about that division is it's all going to shake out on the field. Yeah, you got four cold weather built outdoor teams with nasty fucking defenses, yeah. and it's it's going to shake out right in front of you. In the last I, I few think months. Houston is a big threat to everybody up there. I really want to do. We're not we're not going to be able to do it. I we'll do it. Have time. Yeah, we'll do it Friday. I want to run through if we get through the picks really quick on Friday. And what we'll do is we'll incorporate the the week the the next week's picks into into the playoff machine. I want to go through the playoff machine with you guys. We'll go we'll go 2 to 1 majority rules on the games. Yep. We'll each pick the game real quick top of our heads just just so we could see how this shakes out because there's some really interesting scenarios in the AFC with the Chargers, with the Raiders, with whoever yeah, comes some, out in some the of these, north. Uh, tiebreakers that are going to be thrown out there are really going to fuck we some do things it up on here. Yeah, that's that's what we want to do. We want to yeah, stream we'll the playoff out. machine as we do it. We'll pick all the games. We'll pick them on the playoff machine, and then we'll go through at the end of the show and pick through the playoff machine. All right. um, we need to preview uh, a big Thursday night game, a very important Thursday night game that falls right into everything that we've been talking about here. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are heading to Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore. for a divisional game against the Ravens. Baltimore is currently a three and a half point favorite. The over under in this game is forty six. Um, you want to talk about playoff implications? I mean, none bigger than this. Uh, this could, I mean, Cincinnati loses this game, they fall to five and five, and that 
500, that, 500 is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but no, right now, last with, in their division, with the way it's shaping five, up right at, now, at, at, at five hundred, at five hundred, they're in the last place. In yeah, the there's no margin for error, and they have bad injuries. Well, and here's the problem: if they lose this game, then Baltimore's eight and three, and now you're three games behind. Baltimore for the division. And so that's just for the division lead. That's just the division lead. That's not even Pittsburgh or Cleveland. Correct. You know, you have to hope Cleveland's demise is imminent, which, is, which isn't which is guaranteed at the moment because they've won with P.J. Walker. You have to hope the farce that has been Pittsburgh and it's falls not, And apart, they keep winning games. And they keep winning. Yeah. You have to hope Houston stumbles somewhere like – where Steve J. Stroud just getting stronger and stronger. Yes, and then he you is. have to hope the West, and then and then the East as well. I don't think I only think it's going to be the Dolphins in the East. I agree. I think Buffalo's going to shit, and I think the Jets aren't shit. But you still have to hope for that to happen. Correct. You have to hope for a lot of scenarios right now if you're if you're the Bengals. Um, injuries in this game, obviously, as we said, T. Higgins is out, uh, and Sam Hubbard is also out for the Bengals as well. Uh, as far as the Ravens go. Trey Hendrickson's very questionable. They don't have him putting up any points this week, so I would say he's probably going to be out also. Um, Let me see if I can see anything there real quick. Yeah, he's – oh, he fully practiced today. Oh, he did? Fully practiced today. Forget what I just said. I was wondering because he was off the report. Marlon Humphrey is doubtful for this game for them. Uh, as is Devin Duvernay. Outside of that, there's not really any big ones. Um, so, like I said, Baltimore, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Over-under is 46. Uncle Sam, what are you thinking here? I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals in this game, and I'm going to take the over. Joe Burrow. Is there a reason why? Joe Burrow. At Baltimore. I know that. Divisional game. Joe Burrow. Can you elaborate? No T. Higgins. Trenton Irwin. Oh, jeez. Anytime touchdown, baby. We're going to go two weeks in a row on the Irwin train. Yeah, Shout out to Angie. fucking wrong watch. Listen to me. If Trenton Irwin gets a touchdown reception this week, then guess, I guess you're just you're not as bad as I thought you were. Zola, what do you the think? The all-timers is not as bad as you yeah, thought it was. Yeah, it hasn't I, gone full on yet. The Ravens have been incredible this year after losses. They, they're they one of the biggest cerebral teams and message teams and they're good at that, and I think they're going to send a message to the rest of the division, including the Bengals, that this is our division. I think they're going to look good both offensively and defensively. And I, I like the over. I think the Ravens can do a good chunk of the over on the, on their own. And I don't know if Burrow's going to – it's going to be tougher for him to move the ball than it was at the beginning of the year against this Ravens defense. So I like the Ravens, and I like the over. Shout out to Carl G. Bruce? <clears throat> Ravens. What was the under over? 46. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll take the over. <clears throat> well, it looks like we're going to even split again because for some odd reason, even though I am this close to just writing this Bengals season off, uh, I'm going to honestly, in a way, agree with Uncle Sam, and I'm just going to – Joe Burrow. Um, it can't – they can't be – again, they can't be this bad. And I kept – I did the same shit last year, and they turned it around in October, though. We're in November now, but they turned it around – Cincinnati shouldn't have lost last week. It was it was just they've got to bounce back eventually. Same Baltimore, Baltimore, I didn't think Baltimore would lose two in a row probably at any point this year. But if again divisional game, Cincinnati's got to come back. Joe Burrow needs to have one of those games where he wills this team to a victory. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it without T. Higgins. 
Because that, that is a huge part of this offense. Cincinnati needs this game more than Baltimore. Cincinnati Baltimore really, really knows they're in control. I, I agree with you, but I don't think they're going to get it. But I'm if, with you. The Bengals for sure need this game If more. If this game goes in Baltimore's favor, I am there. I'm ready to write off the Bengals. They're not as good as I thought they were going to be. And this is Baltimore's division to lose at that point. But for now, I'm going to take Cincinnati to cover and win this game. And I'm going to take the over in this one. Bengals, or uh, I'm sorry, the Ravens are going to win 30 to 20. That's my prediction. 30 20. That hit, that's an over. Yeah, we're hitting the over and taking the Ravens. All right. It's six o'clock. Should we should we save Michigan for a Friday opener? Yeah. No, let's do it right now. No, I, I think we should because. <laughs> I, can, can we be quick? Can we be yeah, quick? Let's be quick? I think I've, you, you've been on the same page as me the entire time about this. Who? He has. Yeah, I think we're all on the same page. I think we're all page. on the same page. Yeah. Did you guys talk about it at you all? I want to know what no. I think. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous that this guy got suspended. And that's all I'm going to say. It's ridiculous. So you know who had a this, great this quote? Suspendness man with an investigation still going on is just utter dumb fucking shit. If I was him, I would sue the Big Ten. Sue the shit out of them, basically. Are they guilty for their little infraction? Yes. You want to fucking slap them on the fucking wrist? Slap them on the wrist. I don't have a fucking problem with that. But to suspend him now is fucking stupid. Absolutely fucking unwarranted and fucking stupid. So, you know, I had a really good quote about it. And the only thing I, I, I am more disgusted by that than that is to watch a grown man cry, coach, cry about no, whatever they want. Give me a fucking break. That was absolutely You're an incredible idiot. the way that You're a fucking out. idiot. So, you know, I had a really good quote was John Harbaugh, which is one of the reasons I think the Ravens are winning tomorrow, too, is because Michigan's there this weekend. Michigan's at Maryland this weekend. And, and John Harbaugh, someone asked him, are you going to go to the game? If You, you know, pen, he's like, pending what happens Thursday. But John Harbaugh said, listen, Jim's had his head up throughout the whole thing. He's handled it really well. He's done and said all of the right things. His daughter, Grace, had a really good quote about him on Instagram the other day, a really good message about Jim. And people for years, because he's just always rocking the boat, the NCAA doesn't like Jim Harbaugh because he wants the student athletes to get a cut of the TV revenue. And of course, they're not going to like that. So the people over the years, have, money. the people have been given Jim Harbaugh a fair shake because they like to dehumanize him in the way he's, oh, a football, this and that. But he's a family man. He loves his players. He dies for his players. He loves his coaches. He loves his program. And he loves football. And the fact that anyone thinks that he's some, I don't even know what to call it, some some cheater and some football savage that compromised the game to get a leg up on his opponents. I ask you to look no further than the Baltimore Ravens, who have the number one defense in professional football, whose coordinator is Mike McDonald from Michigan two years ago. And I ask you to look at Aiden Hutchinson. And I ask you to look at what Michigan's done over the last three games to their opponents while they weren't stealing signs, including to Penn State. And... The body of work is there to 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 say that this is over the top at this point, and it's just a witch hunt. I do think they're going to come out in court just fine. Another bullshit item during this was the circumstances in which they suspended him. They had all day to do it. 
They specifically waited until a bank holiday where they couldn't get a judge. They suspended the guy while he was on the plane. And then the third caveat is he didn't hear about the suspension from the league. The league leaked it to Pete Thamel from ESPN, who's been reporting on it all along, which I think is just classless, and it's a lack of courage on the league's front. I'm not as drastic as a lot of Michigan fans are like, oh, you need to leave the conference. Yeah, the conference does need Michigan. You don't need to leave the conference. You don't need to do that. You send a message by winning everything else the rest of the year. And then if he wins his appeal, Tony Petiti's got to pretend, pre- present the Big Ten championship trophy to him later on in the year. And then has to watch him generate revenue as they go on into the playoff. So it's already a bad embarrassment. The Big Ten looks bad. The commissioner's in way over his head. It's really dumb all the way around. It's unprecedented. It's why I think that they're going to win in court, and I'm not worried. And I'm really not worried about the football team, too, because it just lit a crazy fucking fire under their ass. So I'm excited to see what they do going forward. I would find it really difficult to believe that Jim Harbaugh will not be on the sidelines in two weeks against Ohio State. I'll find it difficult to believe that he's not going to be on the sidelines this Saturday Saturday's against Maryland. For the rest of the year, they well, they, they, no, they're appealing. It's going to court on on yeah, Friday. They, they have a, a so he's got an Friday. appeal. He's trying to appeal it. Yeah, on Friday yeah. it'll. And be if they say, you know what, we're upholding it. It's appealed in Washtenaw County what Court, it is, though. Who cares? I think cares. Coaches, it doesn't matter. You don't need to be there anyway. They'll fucking win anyway. Dude. Yeah, I think he'll they be. Clearly, the, have the best team in the Big Ten. Clearly. 100%. Better than Ohio State. I agree with Better that. than every other team in the Big Ten. I think that he will be coaching this weekend and against Ohio State. I think the whole thing is blown completely out of proportion. Uh, I think that the Big Ten higher-ups are a bunch of scumbags for the way that they pulled it off. And I'm not the biggest Michigan guy. I'm not the biggest Harbaugh guy. I'm pretty neutral. But at the end of the day, this is just bullshit. And it's gone too far. It's gone too long. And I think he gets reversed on Friday. He coaches the rest of the year. And then when the NCAA finishes their investigation, this whole thing goes away pretty quickly. God bless. Godspeed. Well, anything bad? We'll see. We'll see what happens. I I think it's stupid that he was suspended. Were they cheating? Yes. Were other teams in the conference cheating? Absolutely. So guess what? It's nor, nor here nor there. I don't care about the sign stealing thing. I think it's dumb personally go to the fucking headsets and do away with all this bullshit it's stupid that you're interrupting a team's run at at a fucking championship because of a few other coaches in the fucking league got a case of the ass because they're not winning as many games that ass is going around already this fall the ass is going around too it's running rabid what's that rabid ass rabid ass rabid ass. oh it's just bullshit it's stupid dude if you're jealous of the guy, listen, the guy's a fucking weirdo. There's nothing to be jealous of. He's weird. I wouldn't want to be him. I don't know what the fuck you people are doing. Stop. Stop. It's just fucking stupid. The whole thing is stupid. That, you know? That and I'm not I'm not a Michigan fan. And I think it's I think it's fucking ridiculous. It's stupid. It's fucking stupid. I don't see how they could do it legally. They can't to suspend him. That's the thing. That's why That's Michigan's why gonna win in court. court. Correct. Exactly, they're going to win in court. And you know what, Jim Harbaugh? Sue them and put the rest of that money that you already got from fucking U of M, put that shit and uh, maybe go buy fucking stock in Tesla or do something <laughs> like that because you know what? The, the fucking school's already giving you a fucking $100 million. You don't even need to coach anymore. Go play with your fucking chickens. Isn't that what you were talking about the other day? Your chickens? So that's play a, with your fucking chicken. You just named a whole separate problem. 
is that the Bruce Mich is playing with his chicken the, right now. The Michigan lawyers have woken up now during this, and that's the last thing you want because they're annoying, they're arrogant, and they're fucking damn good at their job. So you woke up a team of lawyers. Anybody who's a Michigan fan is annoying, arrogant. You woke up a team of lawyers that would love. Any MSU fan. You woke up a team of lawyers that would love to take the Big Ten down. You would love to take the Big Ten down. Anyways. Do you have anything to add? Zolo, anything to add? No, I thought that was fantastic. I'm happy to be back. I would love to tell you guys about SoFi. I had a great experience at SoFi. That could be your one thing to add. Go ahead. No, it'll take too long. I had such a good day Sunday. Go ahead. I want to hear it. Um, quick roundup. Quick roundup. I walked through Thunder Alley, which is there. The Chargers actually have a fan base, unlike the Rams. It's not as big, but it exists. And I walked through there, the Chargers tailgate. It was incredible. Um, I was lucky enough to have club-level seats. And a guy I was with, a friend of mine, Rob, He's a little older than us, but he's a doctor, and he's he's born in Van or born in Toronto, grew up in Orange County. He did his residency here at Beaumont ten years ago, and guess who his attending doctor was? It's Chris Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson's dad. Huh. So he's friends with Hutchinson's dad, and he he already has the club level tickets to where we can go on the terrace and see the players right in front of you. So he texts Chris Hutchinson, who came down, said hi to us, took a picture. Their club level was beautiful. All you can eat, all you can drink. I was sneaking drinks to everyone that wasn't in the club level the entire game. Uh, great seats, beautiful venue, beautiful sight lines. It was basically a home game. Um, and then obviously after the game was great. I met Tim Robinson and Sam Richardson. Uh, they that. were in the section next to us, which was fucking Ooh. awesome. Tim Robinson's a comedian from Detroit. They had the show Detroiters. He was an SNL writer, but he's known for I Think You Should Leave on Netflix, which is, I've been watching it for four years religiously. You sure about that? Yeah, have you seen that guy? You sure about that? Okay. Um, so I met those guys after the game. By chance, we went down. I was in the ninth row. I went down to the front row to see the team off at the end of the game. And I was walking back up, and all of my party missed them. But I looked to the left. I'm like, no fucking way. So it was really cool, and it was just a great experience. I had a blast, and I recommend SoFi to anyone that's able to make the trip at some point. There. Yeah, SoFi was a great stadium. Bruce, anything to add? Go blue, baby. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. Make sure to follow our socials, Instagram and Twitter at Tip Balls, TikTok at Tip Balls Podcast. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Music, check us out on YouTube. Remember to subscribe so you know when we go live, and join us in the chat every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for joining us in the chat. You will hear from us on Friday for the picks.